everyone and welcome to another episode of Nights at the Brown Table. I'm Sefa. I'm Sila. I am your quintessential seamstress, songstress, mistress, mattress, Lamar. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> Good evening, Mr. Lamar. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> this is a podcast of three Pacific Islanders sharing their view and the lens through which we see the world. We are going to be talking about what happened on Tuesday, the 16th of June. So at 4 p.m. on Tuesday this week, Solomone Daufelungaki was approached by 8 to 10 males and stabbed to death outside Brimbank Mall um, and meters away from his church. Six teens one as young as 13 years old have been charged initial thoughts go um so like in in the different news articles they they write what the parents say so for example solo's father he says everyone dies in a different situation heavenly father needed my son to come back and then the other response is we don't know who their family is in response to the boys that um stabbed his son their son um, we don't know who their family is, but we love them. The parents don't teach bad things to the children. It's their children's choice. And then he went on to say, we don't want any justice. What do you think? Knowing a lot of our Pacific Islander parents, English isn't their first language. So when when they both said, we don't want any justice, I think that what they meant is we don't want anyone to retaliate. I think when it comes to justice, I think it's important for those kids to understand that what they did is wrong. I don't believe in punitive justice i believe in restorative justice so i think it's important for those kids to be able to yeah right the wrong that they did um firstly i just want to send my condolences to the family um through this difficult time what really stood out to me the most is when i watched the interview like Silla was saying the parents said we don't know them but we love them and i think that's a huge takeaway for me in a sense where i feel very humbled by just their their ability to be so openly forgiving in such a situation i think when we when i personally think about like christ-like attributes this is what i think about and it's just terrible like when i when i listen to this them speaking it's heart-wrenching um in terms of the actions that should you know play out with for the boys that are current are they have they been charged um six of them have but i think a few have been released already on bail i might be wrong there was at least one mm. i remember the last news article i had re- read he's and on house arrest my hope is that if they have watched this video of solomon's parents that they take these <sighs> words that their parents are saying that despite the fact that they don't know who you are they still love you regardless i definitely think that there should be consequences for your actions you should always be accountable for your own actions but by watching these parents openly be so um i don't know what the word is i think it is forgiving like it, it was forgiving. heartbreaking yeah. to watch the videos just watching the parents be so forgiving if i was one of those kids and i and i watched that his parents say this i like man i would want to to do the best that i can do from now onwards was it confirmed that it was pacific islander kids so they don't they don't specify if it was um pacific islanders per se but they have confirmed the gang that was related to like all i know was that they um his cousin the girl that was with him said that the kids they went to school with them so she saw everything happen she knows the kids 
But I do think it's important to know what culture they were. I found it interesting that it was not, no race was mentioned of Solomone. They just said his name and there was no mention of the uh, the boys that... And I'm actually, I, I, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. Because I was waiting for the media to kind of like have this narrative of Polynesians or Pacific Islanders, you know, the stereotypical um, with retaliating with uh, violence. But I haven't seen that yet. Speaking of which, there's been a lot of talk in regards to the influence of drill rappers recently uh, being a massive impact on the way youth are today. I, I don't agree. I think it is an old conversation that it is not the music that dictates how these, how kids act. I think the intent of the artist is telling their own story, point number one. Uh, but point number two, most of the time, this kind of behavior is something else triggering it. Uh, something similar that I've found that they try to, uh, that's something similar to this situation is the effect of video games on violence. That has been debunked. Mm-hmm. So I do not understand why you think music could do the same here. I agree. When it comes to media, I think that it can have an influence on kids or people that are already going through it. I think that's when sometimes it'll resonate and then at times kids will act on those feelings or on those things, for example, violence and whatnot, because they're going through certain things within their own lives. But I don't think that we should blame drill rap. I think at the end of the day, you either talk to talk to the kids and ask them why are they doing this? Like that's how we can find out what we can do to change everything. It's you know, it's not like like you were saying with video games, you know, I grew up playing Grand Theft Auto. Does that mean I wanted to become you know, somebody that wanted to steal cars and whatnot. No. I mean, I grew up singing the national anthem. Does that mean I want to go colonize another country? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, <laughs> it's really unfair to really put the responsibility on these drill artists and these rappers because the responsibility should be held accountable for the person doing the action. I think it is worth saying that is it a possibility Maybe. I'm open to the possibility, but in regards to just singling out that this is the one, this is the thing we decide to focus on, I was like, are you serious? This is the one that you draw out of the hat first, is you blame rap. Come on, man. We are beyond this. You know what we should, like Silla was saying, what we should be doing instead is focusing on the individual, like teaching them these are, there are consequences to the actions that you take. You will make a wrong choice, then you'll have to face the consequences. So, I feel like instead of um, putting the focus on the music industry per se, we need to be talking to these kids. We yeah. need to intercept before they make these decisions. We need to be able to cultivate that culture and bring them together. <laughs> so can, can I just say, like going off what Lamar was saying, with a lot of like, I've, I've worked with youth in our church since I was like 18 and I'm a lot older now. And for a long time, I remember the last... Um, youth activity we had I was talking with the youth and a lot of them like Lamar was saying are like very disengaged a lot of them just on their phones and then it came to a time where you could express how you felt and I noticed that every kid that went up they have mental health challenges a lot of them have depression anxiety and they don't know how to deal with these emotions and at the same time I could tell they don't have anyone to talk to Mm. apart from their friends so a lot of them their outlet was putting on social media like they'll at someone or they'll say, oh, I don't feel, you know, they'll put their feelings on social media, but they don't know how to deal with it in a healthy way. So when it comes to our youth, 
I think it's important for us to sit with, like especially the youth that we are, that we have around us or the youth that we, we interact with, we need to sit with them individually and just listen and talk with them and not at them. I think that there are a lot of important skills that are missing uh, from the next generation. And it comes not just in regards to the influence of music that they listen to, but also their use of technology. I just think that it's such a, it's, it's such an, a great access of power that someone so young is incapable of making the right decisions to understand the consequences of what can happen when you use such a device. I'm blaming the user, but I'm not saying that it's the user's fault per se. I think that technology has, the, the generation that's raising this generation is not fully aware of the power they, like that's in the hands of their kid. I didn't even have a phone until I was late teens, early 20s. So the ones that are being raised now, they had, they've had a phone in their hands since they were 10 years old. And to, to have that kind of power, but not have the, the mental tools or the life skills to, to, understand, to distinguish what is good, what is bad, how to use it, the consequences of such a thing, I think is a big, big um, gap. It's, um, it's funny you mention that because my cousin, she's, so she's eight years old and she loves TikTok. <laughs> there would be times when she would call me and she would say, you have more followers than me. I'm so sad. Like she's eight years old and she's already worrying about numbers on social media. And I think that's really true that there is that gap. And for us, I, for, for me, I feel like we need to be asking ourselves, like what can we do to help our younger generation feel more engaged with each other as opposed to being disengaged? Um, so we need to either like teach them or show them what tools that they can utilize to emphasize their talents or the things that they're good at but how do we engage them in that conversation then that's that's the thing like um seeing how a lot of our youth and a lot of the kids they seek validation on social media and on these different outlets when it comes to people that they don't even know mm. and a lot of the time people who they who they've only met once and so it's the whole thing of how do we help youth identify or be able to be develop a healthy self-esteem and healthy sense of worth so they don't seek it outside because i think that's that's where it comes to a lot of them wanting to join these these little groups of people because for me i don't think it's gangs that's just my in my opinion i think because in my head a gang is like you do this whole initiation thing and Mm. then you go steal cars beat up people and all that stuff these are just kids but i think these are just kids who have they're bored and a lot of the time they want to get together, they have fun. And this is their sense of fun and their sense of rush. Um, I know with with a lot of Pacifica kids growing up, you are so restricted at home that once you get out at school or just out in public, you play up because you're not able to experience that kind of freedom at home. That um, And so I know that a lot of them do those kind of things. I know that a lot of our parents, they're good people and they're hardworking people and they're church-going people. But our kids need to understand that they are safe and they need to understand that they their voices can be heard at home. And I think it's important for kids to be able to know that and to know that however they feel and how they help, like what they think, that it's valid. I think when, when kids are able to feel that, not to say that they won't play up, um, but I think that home will then become a much healthier, safer place for them 
So it lessens the chance of them playing up in those ways. You're a much better person than I am. Like, that's not my reaction. I volunteered for the same program earlier this year, and a lot of the youth were disengaged. They just pissed me off. <laughs> they pissed me the hell off, man. And I know, like, deep down inside, I know that they are good kids. I know that they, you know, that I should seek to try and just validate them and maybe give, just have them experience something good for the week that, they, that they're in my discharge. But man... It was challenging. I don't know how to change apathy. Apathy is from within. Like I can provide them with opportunity and I felt like I was providing them with opportunity and the program that we're at provided them with plenty of opportunity and yet they still disengaged. I'm just, I just get annoyed. Like I have, I have not no patience, just little. You know, um, so that's funny because we can't have that expectation of like with that program that you were talking about these youth they have built up this persona that they have so it's hard for us to kind of expect them to just come for one week and then oh my gosh wow open up <laughs> like that's not how it kind of works yeah. um especially if they have built up this wall and like stuff like that um and like you said it's a challenge and it should be a challenge and we should be taking that challenge and breaking down those walls like opening up those dialogues and being able to kind of talk to them and listen which is i think that's a really good point that's a little talking about too is sometimes they just need somebody to listen to them which is really important yeah So in regards to uh, this week, Sila had put out um, a question on her IG. And the question was, how can we help our youth find healthy and safe ways to express themselves or channel their energy without them resorting to crime and violence? She received a myriad of responses. A lot. Thank you so much for all those people that took the time to, to write some thoughts. Okay, so one of the responses that we received, or that Silla received, was from Amatale, who said that the thing that we need to be focusing on is before creating these programs, we need to instill in them a belief that they can do anything. If they don't want to play football, but they want to paint, we let them paint. Um, that stood out to me the most because growing up, I wasn't the most sporty person. The things that I was gravitated towards were like the arts and stuff like that if these people want to do the arts they can do the arts i think that's really important to know that um our kids have many talents and it's it's very important to hone in on those talents that they have so that we can support them and their endeavors um and i think it's important not to put that pressure on them that they have to be a certain way but also in addition to that i think not to instill i I would be cautious to not instill a false sense of greatness, but as in you're great just because. Not because you're going to achieve anything. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. about the just result. Cause. Just because, period. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? An intrinsic value that is beyond any of the actions that they take that isn't taken away mm. if they do something bad or if they make a mistake. Just is. Yeah, I agree. I the, the One that I did find interesting was uh, an economic perspective where parents working, this is the response, parents working three jobs and not being home enough to know what their kids are doing. 
Well, I don't necessarily think it's as simple as the second half, just saying that the parents don't know what their parent, kids are doing. I think it's something that is to be considered that when you are in low socioeconomic circumstances, there is a lot more strain at home. There's a lot more strain on relationships. This isn't slagging on any one person's parenting job. It's just the circumstances that are that kind of force their hand. And I think that's a part of it in regards to taking the time to understand what your kid's doing. How can you when you're when you're working eight hours and then you're coming home for an hour to eat and then you're going to your night shift job? With 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 our culture, when it comes to Pacifica culture, when we talk about Pacifica, we're not eliminating. I think that's why I don't like saying poly because we're talking about Polynesian people, Melanesian people, and Micronesian people as well. And so, when it comes to Pacifica families, we 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 have the sense of village and of community when it comes to raising our families. And so, a lot of the time, when it comes from when they when they come from the islands, it's kind of like you then become an island if you don't have anyone else around you. And so, it's hard for some families in order to raise their kids in that way because you're so used to a whole community helping to raise your child, being aware of your child. I think when it comes for, to, you know, from families where they come from low socioeconomic areas as well or when their parents aren't together and, for example, if it's a single-parent home and the parent is super stressed, they're working all these hours, they're trying the best that they can and then they feel like a failure when it comes to the kids. I just want them to know that it's not their fault. And that they do have community because we're church-going people majority of the time. And so I, th- I think it's important for our parents and our families to understand that they're not alone in this this venture of raising their children and to lean on those different on those different people in our community. I'm so grateful for the people that we had around us, especially with my mum being a single mum later on in life. Um, and so I'm grateful for my aunties and uncles and my church youth leaders that actually made time to talk with me individually. Um, and that made me feel like I had pe- that I mattered to someone. Um, so yeah, <laughs> there was one that I thought was funny. <laughs> Send their asses off to a boot camp and work labour in the islands. Well, there true. is there is something practical to that. There is something practical to that in regards to learning the value of work and money. But it doesn't. Why does it have to be back at the islands? Mm. Are we not capable of using the resources and tools here? to teach kids that? Or is it now just impossible that you will always raise spoiled children here? Yeah. I don't think it's impossible. Um, I think one of the things for, I guess, someone like me and our generation and even younger is we tend to give up way too easily. Mm-hmm. When we think about our parents, like they traveled across the seas. They, they worked three to four jobs. And here is us, like, the, the one small road bump and then the minute you know, we're giving up. Life is over. I don't have as many... Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was going to be funny in this question. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, I don't have as many followers. You have more followers than me. No, but for real, like, we give up too easily. But I think that's not only our people, like, it's just people Oh, that's, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. is it... Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. Like, I don't think it's just us. I just mean in general, is mm. it... In, are, you, are we incapable of raising a hardworking, resilient generation in such prosperous circumstances. And I think as long as you have an honest job, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, just don't give in to that whole life of crime and, and whatever. I don't care if you work at McDonald's or you're a rubbish truck driver or if you admin at an office or a receptionist 
or even if like you work in a factory there's nothing wrong with any of those jobs it's a job it's an honest job you get money because I think sometimes you know you put this expectation on kids to be mm. exceptional yeah. it's okay to be mediocre and just normal I'm average no, but, there's nothing wrong with it no but that's what I'm that's, that's what, what I'm saying, saying. Yeah. I think but also they also set like some of the role models I do not understand this is what I don't like we should not be looking to media for any sort of morality mm. we shouldn't be looking to them for a moral compass nor should we be looking looking for them for their like look for their actual attributes rather than their accomplishments because not everyone will achieve that sort of greatness but look at what they did to get there they were hard working they uh, were resilient all those sorts of qualities we should be instilling the quality in them rather than trying to expect the result as a people or as like organizations that we might be a part of, do you think we've taken part in that process of putting that expectation on them? Well, I feel like growing up, we're taught to dream big. And then they say that this is the, what do you call it? You are a chosen generation. But show me the average Joe. Yeah. Show me the, the, the show me a dude that just is committed to his wife, committed to his family, committed to a job, committed to his craft. It doesn't have to be someone who has so much attention on them. There are everyday people all the time that I am constantly impressed with and they don't need media. And they are just as successful. Yes. I think to have a healthy environment, to have created a healthy environment, whether it be at home or just within you, in your community, that is a success. Yeah. But it's so true what you're saying, because um, when you put that expectancy on people, then they when they feel like they can't, reach that expectation that you've set on them like they're gonna show for sure and they're going to feel shot like exactly yeah yeah. or what do we want to instill in the youth today and it's like what silver's saying you are enough as cheesy as it sounds yeah it's so important that you know that deep down like we i joke around about it because i i'm never ever sincere but deep down i hope people do know that and one last thing is one of the teachings is come as you are mm. because you are enough. Yeah. Amen. I love That's that. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So... Our game. Okay. So our game today time. is kind of like song, song association from what? last week. What? No but way. instead is of it? whoever sings it first, it's you have to sing as many songs. It'll be back and forth between Sefa and Lamar. Wait, Salam. <laughs> did you I just choose play. this game because you just wanted to hear us sing again? No, because I organized it. Or did so I know all the words. ask you? Can you play it I again? Think, I think that's what it was. Back we had such popular, a good... Backbite on popular demand. <laughs> Nobody asked for it, but you're going to get another lead. Backbite our two fans. Thanks, mum and dad. Our two fans who are also the participants. <laughs> Lamar, you are so good. Thank you. So okay, so the rules of the game is it'll be a battle and the person who cannot come up with a song within three seconds... The other person okay. will win. Okay. So how do you start off with who so, goes first? So you just decide. I'll just point. Okay. Say their name, so people, because you know the the. Okay, I will say that. I will say their name. I will say their name. Okay, are you ready? Are you prepared? Do you feel prepared? 
Honestly, no, because I feel like a lot of easy words were last week, so I feel like a hard words are nah, due this week. They're, so they're not hard. They might have not been like not juxtaposition. Onomatopoeia. Alliteration. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. The word is room. Sefa? Sitting up in my room, back here thinking about you. Say my room, say my room. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that was such a good try. See if you get that point. Yes. I gave that to him because remember, I'm a very charitable you person. You are so charitable. Thank you, Thank you so much, Lamar. Again, I'm not above it. Next word is dream, Lamar. Dream lover, come rescue me. Take me up. Dream, dream, dream. Dream, dream, dream when I want you. Oh, well. <laughs> in my arms. Okay, relax. Okay. I had a dream. This is what I do. Sefa? What song was that? You don't know that song? You don't know that song? Okay, I'll go. To dream the impossible dream. Look at you showing off. To rise. To the height of the sky. Wow, beautiful. To soar. Yeah, we'll love her, we'll love her, So impossible in my dreams. Ooh. You can't find <laughs> to catch my... I forgot the words. <laughs> so far. Dream lover, come rescue. I already sang that. That was done. F you. <laughs> Lama, thank F you. you. Next word Damn. is... I thought it was this is hard. Never, Sefa. Never, ever, ever, ever felt so low. When you go... Okay. Why'd you cut me off early? Well, you let him sing multiple lines. Never enough. Oh, never, 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 never enough. Sefa. Um, never give up. On yourself, all your dreams. It's a Disney song. Look it up. Lamar, never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Never like that. Okay, Lamar's point. Yes! Oh, to be honest, okay, I knew that. Did you make that up? Yeah, that last song. I was was like, it's a Disney song. Next word is life. Lamar. Life. Oh, life. Oh, life. Life on Mars. It's a David Bowie song. I only know the title. That's a real song. Life on Mars, David Bowie. Look it up. Okay. It's a real song. There's gotta be more oh, to life than take now ever this temporary high to satisfy me. Oh yeah. Oh, you went over the time. Okay. I won't. Last one. I didn't have anyone. Last yeah. last one. The word is world. Sifa. Heal the world, make it a better place Lamar. for you and for me and the entire world. We are the world, we are the people, we are the 
wants to make a brighter place, so let's stop giving. There's a choice. Then the all-star version and Wycliffe, Wycliffe John, he chucks that in there into the middle of it. Yeah. What is it? What's the word again? Fly a world. Oh. Oh, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue, clouds of white, bright blessed day. Okay, okay, Lamar. You are the one to me. I just can't see my life without you. Wow, Sifa. I just made that up. So the winner of today's game if was... You, to me. He made it up. Oh, true. That's yours. Whoa, 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 whoa. So the winner of that game was Shalimar 322. Yes. But we need one more round. We yeah, need... because it's one all. Yeah, so we need you to give us a word. Okay. To make so a this song will up. be a random word. Like last week with non-binary Rai and um, Gymnaste. So the word is... But wait, wait. Are we going to do the same word? No. No, different word. And then you have to pick what version you like better. Okay. So the word for Sefa is juxtaposition. Oh, wow. (laughs) And the word for Shalama is photosynthesis. Yes. And when you're ready... Begin your improv song. Juxto, juxto pose, juxto position. Don't lose, don't lose your, don't lose momentum. Gotta stay on track. Gotta stay on Jack's position. Uh, it's, it's juxtaposition or Jack's position, just yeah. FYI. Um, I don't know, know which school you went to at Granville Boys, but it's juxtaposition instead of Jack's position. <laughs> wow! Rega, rega. Okay, Shalomal. Sorry, what's my word again? Photosynthesis. Oh, I love this song. Okay. <clears throat> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Photosynthesis. Photosynthesis. I feel so blessed. I feel so undressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanna take my clothes off. Cause I'm a photographer. Photosynthesis. When I take my clothes, I wanna take photos. <laughs> Photosynthesis. Says, ooh, when I take my home. Okay, okay. Parental <laughs> 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 description is Photosynthesis. Wow. P-H-O-T-O. Okay, no, no, no. To make a distinction. To make a distinction. 
first of all, it's not about the voice. It has to be about the creativity yeah, I don't of the song. Like... Can I, I actually really like Juxtaposition. That was really catchy. Yeah. Okay, he's but... going to try to be the upper bigger man and to say that, and I'm just going to have to agree <laughs> with wow, his you're assessment. so humble. Okay, so maybe... Critique, sorry, critique. Okay, so, so the critique was um, you, you have this tendency to change a word and um, totally, like, I shouldn't say change the word, to just totally change the word. It's my accent, because I lived in America. Oh, oh okay, German so that, that makes sense. You lived in America. I'm, I'm, um... Okay, Suzanne plays Auburn. So um, maybe that's that's the reason. So Jack's position, I've never heard of the word, but the critique, <laughs> like, I, I love that you had a lot of lyrics in your song. That that was really good. Um, Shalomar. Um uh, and just to go with Sifa again, sorry before I critique Shalama, you actually your your song actually related to the def- the actual definition of juxtaposition. So I like that you did the comparison. Well, Shalama, I have no idea how um, he yeah. got photosynthesis has nothing to do with photos and what he likes to cut the kind of photos he likes to take. Um, but I love that you did the, a play on the word. Mm. So I thought that was very good. And then you added choreography, yeah. which is something that our listeners do are not blessed to see. Mm. Um, but that was absolutely beautiful. Thank you. And so the winner um, for today's challenge is... 